what's up you guys welcome back to mini tv reviews i am your host mo and today we are discussing the shy y'all yes season six episode six titled boys to men that's one of my favorite groups of all time y'all now i don't know why they gave them this title um but i sure hope that it has nothing to do with pastor papa we gonna see y'all i hope everybody's week is going well thus far you guys it's been a doozy this last couple of weeks but we gonna make it through all right we at hump day so we only got two more days to grind this thing on out so i hope your week is going a lot better than mine has been we gonna get through it though so without further ado, let's get into the synopsis and then we're going to get right into the episode. So the synopsis for this one is pressure mounts on Victor. Emmett makes Duda an offer. A defiant Papa tests his father, Pastor Stanley's patience. Dre's actions spark doubt in Nina. And Ke Kevin celebrates a major achievement. All right, y'all. Y'all ready? Y'all buckled in? All right, here we go. So the episode starts off um, where we last left off with Emmett and Keisha, and that is Keisha confronting him about this money that she done found in this duffel bag that Emmett was stupid enough to hide in the daggone footrest by the couch. So she's asking him what this is, and he was like, you know, um, th this is for Duda. I'm just holding it for a little bit okay we gonna be good though and she was like so you you bringing dirty money into the house yes okay why you messing with duda like this okay you you getting us into deeper trouble well if it wasn't for duda then we wouldn't have his house okay if it wasn't for that dirty money and what he doing on the side we wouldn't have a lot of the things that we have okay you wouldn't even be able to go to therapy and because you done lost your job now it's all on me to provide for you and everybody else okay well she didn't ask you to do all that and so she was like you should know out of everybody else Emmett that Duda is a bad dude he kills ninjas that get close to him like that okay you done seen it for yourself what more proof do you need and so she was like you know what I, I'm done okay I'm, I'm finna get out of here I gotta go and so he was like, nah, you know, he starts to apologize to her and says that he's sorry for bringing them into this nonsense. But she know that he would never do anything to put their family in jeopardy. Too late. You done already did it. And so he says that he's going to do everything that he can to fix the situation. He apologizes to her. And I don't know if Keisha's going to leave her, if she's going to stay to see if he actually can. I don't trust it, y'all so then um he ends up going to go see darnell and he asked for the piece back and so darnell was like what, what you need this for okay you said if i needed it then i could come to you and get it now's the time that i need it so i need it back give it to me and so darnell says you know you ain't you ain't built like this Emmett. this this ain't you like what what we doing and so he gives it to him and he says son be careful Y'all, if they take Emmett out, I'm going to be done with the show. I don't think anything is going to happen to Emmett. But at this point, it's so much suspense around it. You just never know, okay? Everybody on the chopping block. So, he gives it to him, tell him to be careful. And um, I don't know if Darnell is going to try to intervene and do something on Emmett's behalf. But we're going to see, y'all. So... Emmett ends up going back to his house and he got this gun in his hand and y'all know that he ain't built like that he's shaking when he holds the gun and he looking at himself in the mirror trying to you know steady himself trying to make him convince himself that he's gonna be able to take Duda out and um you know he keeps saying that he ain't no B he gotta protect his family at all, all costs we gonna see so then we go over to Vic Vic is still being questioned by one of the detectives covering Q's case. And um, he's telling uh, the detective the last time that he saw Q, you know, and he ain't got no dealings with him or whatever. And um, he was like, well, from what these pictures say, 
you and Otis, y'all kind of close. I mean, it looked like y'all riding together and it look look like y'all might be going going somewhere together. Where y'all headed to? Because where this picture was taken is not too far from where we found Q's body. So what's happening? And so he was like, look, now's your chance to say something, okay? Q, Vic say he, he don't know nothing about it. He said, okay, well, basically, you telling me that now. Now, if I find out different later, then you probably ain't going to be able to get off scot-free like I'm offering you now. Vic don't say nothing. And his uh, his uh, chief of staff, his Quincy, that's his name. Quincy is like, look, if, you, if he ain't under arrest, we got we got somewhere to be. And the, the detective get up and walk out and he was like, damn. You not too uh too far different than dude than than what I thought you was. So for now Vic is holding steady, y'all, but I don't know how long he gonna be able to keep this up. So it's time, y'all. Our babies that we have watched grow up on the screen. It is time for them to take their graduation pictures for the yearbook and y'all they look so grown oh my goodness so they're standing in line kevin is talking to lene and she says that she's still on punishment and she wishes that sometimes she could have her own place like him and he was like girl <laughs> you say that now but when them bills start rolling in honey you start to think differently and y'all kevin ain't never lied on that okay y'all know how we always used to wish man i can't wait till i grow up <laughs> I can't wait till I get up out of here. And then once you get up out of there, the bills come through. Have you re rethinking a lot of things, okay? So, just saying. <laughs> so, um, then they start talking about their pictures and how important they are. Papa seems really pressed to have a really good picture this year. And y'all, Maisha come in there and she was like, everybody can't be this good at being photogenic y'all her picture was nice everybody's picture was really cute but Maisha's picture was really nice y'all the glow up on her okay when I tell y'all I'm so proud of her and Jake they done came a long way from where we met Maisha at the beginning where she was missing class a lot because she had to watch her siblings and do for them I'm proud of her so they all take their pictures they throw some confetti on Papa so he can smile and, you know, have that in his picture. And y'all, Jake Jake ha have a nice little mug on his face for his. <laughs> Dang, you ain't gonna smile at all. Speaking of pictures, huh, that next picture, y'all, I ain't even trying to remember that. So next thing we see on screen is Duda beating the crap out of Bakari. Okay, that knocked him out. And, um... He's wiping his hands off and Nuck is saying how they still haven't found a place to wash the money because of Pastor Papa. He done got everybody spooked to do business with Duda. Okay. So he was like, well, you know, we just gonna keep looking. Um, and then the wet behind the ears, dude, I think his name is Taj, y'all. I'm gonna get it together. But he was like, so what you want us to do with Bakari? And he was like, nothing. He can clean himself up. And in my head, I'm thinking, dang, really? You trying to take Bakari out? Okay, Nook was looking at him sideways like, hey, calm down, okay? You a little bit too eager to take somebody's life, okay? Or, or put your hands on somebody. So, then we go over to Vic, y'all. He is at the office, and he's talking to Quincy and uh, Tima after he just got questioned by the detective and he's trying to figure out what he should do okay Quincy was like look now I ain't never been one to say lie to the law but I mean if you tell the truth everything that you don't work so hard for I mean that's gonna be completely gone down the train so then Fatima's like no nah, you need to tell the truth maybe they can help you get a, a good deal or something maybe they can help you get some immunity that's my line of thinking but honestly we know that if he tell the truth not only will he probably lose his position as alderman um but he may lose his life because y'all know snitches get stitches around now or a coffin okay so 
he he just he's confused about what he gonna do he said that every time he turned around he tried to find his way up out of there and run from that street life but is it always seemed like he started the race a little too late and so he ends up telling fatima that he helped do to get rid of that body so he says that he Duda came to pick him up and um he got in the car he heard a noise so he pulled over trying to figure out where the noise was coming from and next thing you know Duda putting two more off in the queue and so he had no other choice so he was like you know what maybe if they really had something on me then they would have arrested me by now so maybe I should just keep quiet like I'm doing okay maybe maybe everything will blow over and it'll be fine now we know that that usually ain't how that go especially when you are a black man okay if you somewhere in the vicinity they gonna try to put something on you as well but he tells Fatima to just think about them and their future um and she goes over there and consoles him and we don't know what Vic is gonna do at this point so pastor papa and papa are sitting down for another episode of papa's pulpit and i'm like yeah no something definitely gonna happen to his dad they are focusing way too much on pastor papa y'all so they're sitting down and having this conversation on the podcast and he's asking him about what the best thing is about him being a dad and what is the worst thing about being being a dad and he says the best thing about being a dad is having the privilege to watch papa grow up and blossom into this wonderful awesome wise young man um but the worst part about it is he's not sure if there will ever come a time where papa is going to need him and he's not able to be there for him and so i was like it's just the wording y'all it's the wording that they're putting into their conversations i hate it so he ends up saying that and he also mentions how he's always been afraid of disappointing papa and he was like you've never done that and so he mentions the time that he had went to jail and papa brings up the fact that his dad has taught him that as long as you get up after you've fallen down then you know there should be no reason to be ashamed of anything that you've done as long as you keep trying to do better and so after papa says that he ends up handing him this watch that has been passed down from generation to generation to generation um, as far as the men in the family and he says that papa is the fifth the fifth generation to possess this watch that he gives him and of course he says that it's an honor and he goes on to say again it's the word in y'all that time is the only thing that we cannot get back so you value it and you cherish what what time you have with the people that you love in your time on this earth wording okay so then we go over to um jada and darnell jada is up she's up late y'all she's stressing about emmett and darnell is just now coming through the door she expresses her concerns about something being wrong with him and the way that she's saying this of course we know that darnell knows way more than she does she ends up asking darnell does he know anything can he provide any type of insight and he says no okay but he gonna be all right come on baby let's go ahead and go to bed but it's just something jada knows she got that motherly instinct talking to her right now so ain't no convincing her that something ain't happening with emmett right now so then we go over to bakari bakari goes to visit lene however nina comes to the door and says that lene is still grounded so she cannot have any visitors at this moment and so he ends up apologizing to her about everything that happened with Duda. And he says, you know, that, that's all me. She didn't have anything to do with that. So I take responsibility for all of that. So she was like, okay. And she ends up noticing his eye because now Bakari got a black eye courtesy of Duda. And so she asked him what happened. And he says, you know, don't nothing. Don't worry about it. We, I'm good. It's okay. Are you sure? Yeah, he's sure that's what he tell y'all okay of course nina knows otherwise but 
if you don't want me to push the issue then i'm not gonna push push the issue so he asked her to just tell Lene that he has stopped by and that he apologizes for everything that happened and then he ends up running into jamal and jamal tell him to get in the car so he ends up asking bakari what happened to his eye and he was like i effed up and you know when you f up you get effed up and so he was like yeah i know that okay um so i'm sure they're gonna end up having a more in-depth conversation hopefully jamal can get bakari out of this mess that he's gotten himself into i'm not sure though y'all so just then um victor goes to visit pastor papa at church and um he got he got a lot on his heart y'all so he goes in and he asks Pastor Papa for advice about what he should do regarding his situation with Duda and this body thing. And he says, you know, I don't know if I should go ahead and speak my truth and deal with the consequences that are going to follow or if I should stay quiet and focus on my task at hand as far as trying to make the city a better place. And so Pastor Papa was like, look, I ain't going to tell you what to do. All I can do is pray for you. And y'all, that prayer that he prayed, I felt that, okay? And I hope Vic got something good out of it because it was, it was a good prayer, okay? So he ends up, after that, apologizing to Vic about how he felt about him in earlier instances. And he said, you know, that wasn't my place to judge, Okay. But what we got going on right now with Duda running this city, something going to have to be done, okay? And until something is done to that man, the city is going to continue to be under the fire that it is. I can't agree with Pastor Papa more. Speaking of doing something about Duda, Emmett comes up in the warehouse with this gun pointed right at Duda. And so Duda turned around and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, Emmett, stop playing. <laughs> Put the gun down. He said that he won't out. Well, I ain't finna make negotiations with you waving a gun in my face. Okay, so if you're gonna do it, then do it. And he walked up and put his head right on the barrel, y'all. Ooh. Anyway, so... Emmett, of course, does not shoot Duda. Duda ends up punching the crap out of him. And he says, okay, well, if you want out, then I'm taking back everything that I done gave you. That includes the house, the cars, the clothes, all of it. And so he was like, well, what if I pay you your money back? Like, buy you out? Okay, well, pay me my money, and then we can have a discussion. No, if I pay you your money, then we done. It's a done deal. So then he reminds Emmett that he ain't running. He ain't running nothing, okay? I'm the one that make the rules. And if you try that shit again, you take that bullet, y'all, pop it out the gun, and he put it to <laughs> Emmett's forehead. I'm gonna put it through your thick old skull, okay? We're playing with me. So then... We go over to um, uh, Gemma and uh, Tiara. They're sitting down to breakfast, or they're sitting down at the table. And Gemma's trying to explain to Tiara that Maisha's great, but, I mean, nothing happens overnight, okay? The money is running low for her because she's having to pay all these studio fees and, you know, all these other fees to try to make stuff pop for Maisha. <laughs> But it's going to take some time, which her dad seems to not understand. So Tierra was like, you know what? I understand what you're talking about. But sometimes if you need something to pop a little bit quicker, then if you're a management, then sometimes they hire another artist to kind of help spark the flame a little bit and bring attention to not only them, but maybe the artist that's been there as well. You know, probably like do a feature or whatever the case may be. And so... um she was like, okay, yeah, I'll think about that for sure. So then Marcus come in and reminds her that graduation is quickly approaching and she's out of money, which means you gonna have to fill out three college applications by the end of day, okay? And so she was like, okay, cool, I'll do it. Well, you can't do it by phone. Well, I'm not gonna pretend like I actually care, 
to try to fill out these college applications. Well, if you don't care and you don't get into those schools, then guess what? You're going to be going to community college. But it was the way that he said it. I was like, what's wrong with community college? At this point, it's free. Just saying. Okay. Same degree. Well, in associates anyway. Why would you go to a four-year just to get an associates? I guess. But anyway, so she was like, okay, that's cool with me. Whatever. So she's going to have to make Myesha uh, do a little something to make a shake so she can get some more money, some more cash flow. So then we go over to um, Jamal and Bakari. Okay, they in the car. And Jamal is trying to have a conversation with Bakari, trying to figure out what it's going to take for Bakari to figure out that he needs to get his life together. And so he was like, man, next time I'll be more careful. How you know you going to get her next time? Okay, not only were you riding around in a stolen car, yes, that car was stolen, but you were speeding as well. You got lucky this time to walk out of there with bail. Okay, so it ain't no guarantee that there's gonna be a next time. They might just pop you and go about their business, okay, and fill out the paperwork. So it was like, man, I don't know. And so they mentioned Lene and how he doesn't want Lene to get in trouble anymore, all because of him. And he was like, man, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say sorry. Like, what you want me to do? Read, pop open the Bible and read it? No. Okay. That, that was his, that was Jamal's approach to try to figure out how to make a new normal for himself and how to forgive himself for some of the things that he's done. Okay, but you're gonna have to figure it out for my sister because Bakari was like, Well, she's all I got. <sighs> I guess, but the thing is, he's gonna have to figure out how he's gonna even be able to talk to her because right now she's still grounded. So we'll see what happens with Bakari. So Vic ends up sitting down with Rob, y'all, and he tells Rob everything that happened when Q died. And so he tells them that Duda came and picked him up. He heard some noises in the car. So they stopped. And then Duda ended up putting three more bullets in Q because he wasn't dead. He was, you know, still trying to struggle to breathe. So after that, Rob was like, okay, well, what you do after that? He said he got back in the car because, I mean, he didn't have no choice. I mean, it was really nothing else that he could do. Q was already gone. And so Rob was like, well, why are you telling me this now? Well, because you his family and you deserve the truth. You deserve to know what happened to him. You need that closure. Okay, well, you know what's going to happen now that you done told me, right? So why would you tell me that? He was like, yeah, he know. He know what's going to happen. Ooh, think you being one of them dirty politicians already. But he ended up asking Vic, why did Duda choose him? And he was like, because he knew that I wasn't going to say nothing. Okay. So Rob know what he got to do now. He got to put Duda down. I wonder if Rob going to end up getting put down himself or if he's going to actually be able to succeed in taking Duda out. Maybe something else will happen besides killing him. We'll see. So then we go over to uh, Dre. Dre is at work and she runs into Monica and Monica was like, whoa, okay, hey, how's everything going? You've been kind of slow to respond back to my text. And she was like, yeah, I know, you know, uh, I know we developing a friendship, not necessarily a relationship again, but, um, you know, Nina was kind of bothered by our closeness and she, she came into her queerness a little late in life. And so she's not familiar with the idea of lesbians being friends even after they break up so i'm just trying to respect our boundaries and you know take take all of that into consideration and so she was like okay well i'll tell you what how about i fall back until she she's more comfortable with everything that's happening dre also goes on to mention that they have experienced some prior infidelities in their relationship and so this is where the level of uncomfortableness comes from so i'm just glad that monica and dre are able to set those healthy boundaries even though they didn't work out um relationship wise so good for them then we go over to bakari jamal is dropping him off at papa's crib and he sees somebody sitting on the stoop 
and it's his sister, y'all. I didn't even know Bakari had a sister, okay? So, apparently she's in town because she's doing uh, the rap thing again, okay? Her words, not mine. And he was like, okay, well, how, how you getting to the money? Okay, what's happening? And so she says that she's doing a little something-something to self-bankroll, okay, whatever it is, it seems to be working. Uh, but look at you, you looking a little spiffy, okay? He says that he's trying to save so he can get his own spot, potentially, you know, just trying to make sure he got something for himself. And that's one thing that they always knew how to do. They always knew how to get to the money, how to hustle and grind, okay? Well, when you come up in the foster system, you figure some things out, Okay. So she ends up asking him, can um can they go inside to catch up a little bit more? And he was like, you know, if this was my place, then I would even let you crash here, honestly. But because it's not mine, I can't tell you that you can. So she was like, that's cool. You know, I'll find somewhere else to stay. And um she ends up putting he ends up putting his number in her phone. And um Hopefully everything works out for Brittany. That's her name. So um, we'll see y'all. But Bakari has a sister. I wonder how old she is. Um, She's probably older than him, but I'm not sure by how much. She doesn't look that old. She's probably like in her early 20s. So Vic ends up telling Fatima that he's thinking about telling the FBI everything that happened with the dude in Q. And Fatima was like, look, I'm all for you being an honest man and all, but um, if it's going to jeopardize everything that we have going on, I'm not sure if I want you to do that. Like, this needs to be heavily considered. And so as they're having this conversation, Jake ends up walking in, and the way that they, like, quit talking, like, that quick, you know how, like, somebody could be in the middle of a conversation, and you walk in, and the the conversation gets disturbed right you know <laughs> you know how it is so that's what happens and jake is like okay what y'all talking about so Fatima was like oh nothing well uh, you lying okay he didn't say that but he was like i don't believe you <laughs> so Vic gets upset and tells him to go ahead and go in his room and he was like bro okay i i'm almost grown like i'm i'm almost a graduate no, but you're still living up in my house. So you need to take your ass to your room. So they get into it. Fatima ends up like putting the fire out by asking Jake, can they just have a moment of privacy? And so he was like, all right, whatever. So Jake feels kind of left out of all of their adult conversations. He feels like he's an adult, but you ain't quite ready to handle some of those type of adult conversations so i do feel like depending on the way vic goes with this decision he does need to talk to jake and have a conversation with him um just to kind of keep him in the loop just in case something does go left um so jake won't be like completely blindsided by everything so then we go over to um real quick rob goes to pay a visit to lady may uh aka alicia for this show and he tells her that he knows who is responsible for uncle q's death and so she was like okay well when you gonna handle it and he was like it ain't that easy okay well we got people in place for that and so he was like yeah but i mean his clout is too big for me to just take care of this by myself you know i don't usually do this every day Okay, well, say less. You know, we can probably get somebody to help you, but whatever needs to be done, do it. And so he know what he got to do. So then um, we go over to Dre, Jada, and Tracy. They're all kind of chilling at somebody's house, having mimosas and smoking a little bit. And um, Dre ends up asking them, do they still have they ever had any type of healthy relationships with an ex post breakup? And so Jada was like, well, I married mine. Okay. Well, what about you, Tracy? She says that, well, one of them is dead and the other is a killer. So no, not really, but she does kind of miss Duda. Okay. She misses talking to him. 
And, um, well, why you bringing all this up was because Tracy done took it upon herself to hire my ex and it's causing a little melee in my relationship. So Tracy and them end up having a discussion about Dre and how comfortable she is with Monica and their current setting as far as working together, how this is going to affect Nina and hers relationship. Um, are we sure that Dre's feelings are completely absolved from you know, her past relationship with Monica, and she says, yeah, she thinks so, and so that was like, all right, you know, you need to watch yourself, and so she was like, you know what, Nina ain't got nothing to worry about, I'll just continue to remind her that she should feel secure in our relationship, I've never given her any reason to doubt me, so she just gonna sit down and try to have a conversation with Nina, okay, speaking of, later on, she must have went back home, and now she's trying to convince Nina to uh, meet Monica. And Nina is like, yeah, no, why would I want to do that? Well, because it's important to Dre. Well, why is it so important to Dre? Because Dre doesn't have any lesbian friends. Well, you got me, that's different. You're my wife. It's, it's not the same thing, okay? Nina wants to be everything to Dre, but she can't be, and she knows that. However, she feels really uncomfortable about the situation with her and Monica, but Dre needs to be able to balance her life out too, okay? She needs friends that can relate to everything that she's going on within her relationship from a lesbian standpoint, and Jada and Tracy, honestly, they just don't have that type of uh, situation happening to where they can give her some solid, sound advice, um, in certain situations. And so as she's trying to, you know, convince her to at least have a sit down with Monica so she can feel more secure about where she is with her and Dre's relationship, Kevin comes in. And so Nina's already upset. She was like, Kevin, you can't just be barging up in here. Well, he actually told Dre that he was coming. Um, but now that you're here, go ahead and tell us why you wanted to come over. So Kev ends up breaking the news to Nina and Dre that he is going to be moving to L.A. And although Dre is super excited about this news, Nina, however, feels like her world is caving in on her. Okay, Not only does she have to deal with the, the situation at hand with Monica and Dre, but now my son, my baby boy, my, my youngest one, is coming in and telling me that he's moving way across country. Okay, well, why are you doing this? And he says that he's got, you know, a, a gaming team out there that wants to bring him on and have them have him play for them. And so she's like, Kevin, you you can't play games all your life. Okay, why, why would you want to do that? And he says, you know, I, I want to follow my dream. And we can clearly see that Nina... <sighs> She's being very selfish in this moment, okay? Although she's been a, a great mom to those kids and she's done the best that she can, however, now you have to put your needs to the side and allow them to become who they're going to be in life, okay? However scary that may sound, um, you know, Kevin at least has to try and see how this plays out. And so, again, Dre... Puts, puts out the little fire and says, you know what, Nina? Um, Kev, how about you get us all the information that we need? At least let us know where you're going to be staying, if you're going to have reliable transportation. And so he was like, okay, cool, bet. I'm going to send you all that information. And they, they said that they were going to get me a car. So now Dre is even more excited. So then they look over at Nina. Of course, Nina has now started to cry. And Kevin gets upset because she's upset, um, although they have different views about how this conversation should be going, um, both of them are upset. So Dre promises to, to talk to Nina a little bit to see if, you know, she can get her to come around to the idea of Kevin moving. But either way, honestly, it's Kevin's decision, and Dre did say that. Um, she feels like Dre is definitely not in her corner at this point. Um, so I'm not sure how much Nina's actually going to listen to Dre, but hopefully once cooler heads prevail, 
then things will calm down and Kev will be able to go without any hiccups. So Kenya and Papa are sitting down and they're having conversation about how how Papa feels about the news that she has a son and despite her reservations and how she thought that he was going to feel about it Papa says that he still has feelings for her okay and so she was like yeah well I mean you know I I come as a package it's me and my son and he was like okay and that's cool like we'll just learn how to adjust with the three of us like we're good but she's asking him like what does he think that he'll be able to handle this and in my head I'm thinking shoot Papa ain't even graduated from school yet like yeah papa is wise but papa is still a kid like you're trying to put these put these adult responsibilities on him and yeah papa is doing great he's working and all of that but when you become a parent that's a whole different type of responsibility okay you got somebody depending on you to succeed to to do the best that you can so they can you know be okay until they get to the point where they can sustain themselves so again he says that he don't care about that he has feelings for her and they'll just make the adjustments as needed um and then he even does something cute and says something cute to the little boy about the tablet and how they want to watch cartoons too so the little boy come over there and sit down with them and i thought it was really cute okay now i'm not sure how old this boy is he looked like he might be like three or four, but maybe four or five. Um, but we know that Kenya is 19. So then Papa heads home, and um, apparently he's running late. He's supposed to be at the support group, the men's support group with Vic and them. And he, he runs into his dad at the house, and he was like, damn, boy. He didn't say damn. Sorry, y'all. He said, dang, boy, didn't I give you this... Uh, didn't I give you that watch so you could learn how to tell time, you know, and, and not misuse it? And so he apologized. He says that he was with his girl. Oh, that's the same girl that he had took the prom, but Pastor Papa hadn't had the privilege to meet just yet. And so he was like, yeah, he was with uh, her and her son talking. And so as soon as he heard the son part, oh, Pastor Papa ears perked up real quick. What you mean? Okay. So basically all in all pastor papa feels like papa is not ready to handle those types of responsibilities and he says you know that he's the assistant manager at smokies that he's doing all these things he's finna get ready to graduate and um he also mentions who kenya is in relation to her dad and he was like oh that's the the same pastor that be passing the collection plate around about three four times that you know at service uh-uh okay instead of him worrying about his prosperity he should have had his eyes on his child okay and um he says that he don't want him dealing with her even though she's 19 you know he feels like he's too young you a child okay and if i catch you out with that girl if i ever hear about it then you're gonna be working down at the church full time well he already got a job and you think i care about that he don't care about that okay he said he will snatch you up out of Smokies with the quickness with your apron on and everything. <laughs> Y'all can mail him his check. He ain't finna come back down here and get it. That's how serious he is about it. Okay. So they he finally makes it to men's group because, like I said, he's running late. Um, but when he arrives, you know, they all go around the room and um relay how they're feeling. Okay, so um, Rashad says that he feels like he's backsliding a little bit with the women lust wise within his relationship and even though he's been he's been good <laughs> and staying faithful he's just having the tendency to have a Roman eye okay so they ask him how they can help and he says man just keep holding me accountable okay um Emmett says that he feels like because he was trying to be everything to everybody, he done got into a real deep situation that's gotten sticky, and he's not quite sure how to get himself out of it just yet. Okay, well, what can we do about it? 
man just have my back y'all and i forgot to mention that when he had his confrontation with duda earlier in the episode he said hey man so if you do something to me they gonna have my back i got people that love me okay you got people that just work for you so he does have people that support him and so he says you know just have my back if something go left okay so um nothing's happening with darnell um jamal thanks bakari for coming and um you know bakari mentions how he ran into his sister today well apparently everybody thought that he was an only child and um he says you know we grew up stuff got sticky we landed in foster care um we got separated we lost touch and then out of nowhere she pops up today so i'm still kind of in shock about everything okay um papa feels like hmm, certain mistakes eventually after they play out turn out to not be mistakes they they turn out to be lessons you know or just experience this um, that you learn from. There's no mistakes. There's only experiences. Either you learn from them or you're going to continue to repeat them until you actually learn the lesson, right? So he says, you know, he he just hopes that certain experiences that he, he goes through um, aren't mistakes. Okay, talking about Kenya and the baby. Um, then Marcus is talking about how he hates having to force Gemma to do things that she doesn't want to do um, when it concerns college. And, you know, he's all in all, he's trying to protect her. Um, Jake says that she's basically grown and she can do what she wants to do. And they kind of have a little back and forth real quick. Um, but remember, this is a safe space. We are allowed to say how we feel with little interruption. Okay, so... Vic pipes that down and he ends up apologizing to Jake for not including him in conversations at the house but because of the situation that he's gotten himself involved in he's got to be very careful about the things that he tells Jake okay he doesn't want to get him into something that may jeopardize his future um but he does recognize that he needs to do better with including him in in certain conversations and so they ask Vic you know what can we do for you um and he was like just pray and so jake was like well what if we don't pray well just trust me just trust me during this process okay <laughs> i'm trying to think if there's anybody else in the group that spoke um no mm -mm. everybody else was just trying to offer support and encouragement okay y'all y'all know how these things go so it was too good to stop y'all Maisha ends up uh, going over to Kev's and she was like, dang, I got to find out from the streets that you move into L.A., okay? And so he ends up basically asking her to come to come with him to L.A. and um, in hopes that this will possibly, you know, boost her career as an artist. And although she was completely game last episode, and I think that might have even been the deciding factor for him to go ahead and say that he was going to take the offer from the team in L.A. Um, now she's like, okay, no, I want to just stay local and be a local artist. And so he was like, dang, I just kind of thought that you had bigger dreams than that. And so she was like, don't try to minimize what I got going on just because you got to move all the way across the country to achieve yours. I mean, she does have a point, but Maisha, you was just telling him literally last episode that if you had the opportunity to go to L.A. or you know, just anywhere to advance your career, you would. So why not? Um, I'm pretty sure that she'll end up going out there to stay on a more permanent basis. But for now, what's going to happen to us? OK, because we just got back together and I refuse to chase your ass again. And so he was like, well, I mean, there's always FaceTime. Well, how about you also fly her out? And so she was like, okay, well, you can fly me out, but only if it's first class. Okay, girl, you bougie. I like that. <laughs> so, of course, now it's time for graduation. Everybody rolls in to show love for their, their person that's walking across the stage. And Kevin is, I guess, the valedictorian for his particular class. I'm thinking, how big is his class? Because 
it looked like y'all like in a small auditorium of some sorts so anyway he gives his speech and he encourages people to follow their dreams whether it's college after this even though some people think that it's a scam whether you go to college you go off to serve the country or you be like him and you go to LA to pursue a gaming career okay um whatever it is despite what other people may say don't let that prevent you from pursuing your dreams all right to the class of 2023 y'all they are so grown now oh my gosh y'all they finally did it i'm so proud of them so anyway they graduate and it's all love um and kenya even shows up with the baby okay so keep that in mind so then um after graduation papa and bakari are sitting down to dinner with the parentals and um papa's dad mentions how um he saw that girl with her son and so once he says this bakari was like oh shit and so mama was just like what girl with what kid and so then bakari says that that's <laughs> papa's baby mama and then they get the arguing right well mama wants to know more about her pastor papa said i forbade you to see that girl again and he was like you can't tell me what to do okay i'm grown and so again we go back and forth about him being a child or him being an adult in his eyes okay well papa said that he done had enough heat out of here so he decides to get up and pastor papa was like well if you walk out that door don't you come back no more okay cool say less and y'all papa walks out and i hate that because i feel like that's the way that their relationship is going to end permanently he's going to forever have that memory of this conversation in his head that's the last thing you said to your dad okay regardless of how you felt about him and we know how papa felt about his dad and how his dad felt about him um that's the last conversation that they'll ever have okay so later on kevin is having a, a post-graduation party at his crib and everybody come through okay showing love so then um bakari's sister Brittany g ends up popping up and um she meets lene and then we see um we see her bless the stage okay the quote-unquote stage at kev's house um they she's doing her freestyle to kick push y'all i love that song shout out to kid cuddy okay thank you guys for putting like local uh homegrown rappers in the show okay because i think they even had um chance the rapper song in there too as well so anyway britney g blesses the stage okay and she's pretty fire okay she's that she's got that local grit that everybody's been looking for right so Maisha was like, uh, oh, she okay. Once Kevin said that, yo, homegirl was putting out some fire, okay? So anyway, Gemma uh, goes over and she says that she's interested in becoming a manager for her. And she was like, okay, cool. Well, right now I ain't really into all of that. I'm just trying to go ahead and plant roots. But I'm really trying to find me a place to stay. Well, I can't do that for you. But um, when you get that under wraps, then you can give me a shout, okay? Brittany G tried to initially shoot her shot with Gemma <laughs> when Gemma went to approach her, and Jake hurry up with the quickness and slid over there and made himself known. <laughs> so everybody's having a good time. Speaking of y'all, Pastor Papa, and I'm not sure if he's at the church in the office or if he's at his house, y'all. He looked like he had his house, though. But Pastor Papa is praying for his son, okay? He says that he needs the right guidance so he can show Papa the right way. And just as he is praying for his son, y'all, that is the last prayer that he is ever going to have because somebody comes in to his personal space, comes up behind him, and puts something around his neck like a garage or something like that and chokes him out, y'all. Now, I don't know where mama was when all this commotion was happening, if he was at the house, but either way, 
Pastor Papa is laid out on the floor, okay, forever silenced. Rest in peace, Papa. Pastor Papa. So, I just hate that that ended like that, y'all. All while, um, as this is happening, we see um, a screen, a, a split image of a Papa at this party, y'all, enjoying himself. And that's the way the episode ends, y'all. I feel so bad for Papa um, and what's about to happen. I'm sure he's going to feel a lot of regret about their last conversation that they had. Um, Mm -hmm. And what is he going to do? Is his mom going to feel away? Is she going to allow him to come back? Because, I mean, he was basically homeless um, once he left the house. Um, so surely she has to let him back in, but I'm not sure how this is going to turn Papa's spirit, so to speak. Um, hopefully he remains as he has been, but I'm not sure y'all death changes people. Um, especially when it's somebody like a parent. So we going to see, um, Kevin and Maisha, is Maisha going to eventually change her mind and move out there? Is she going to move out there because maybe Brittany G might be stepping into her territory a little bit? Because we know Jim is probably going to end up signing her or at least working with her really closely. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. What is going to happen to Duda? Okay. Um, I don't know, y'all. If everybody comes together and kind of just like pushes Duda out, I think that that would be great. Because they all are basically working poor Duda or oh Duda something so maybe if they all come together as one and reunite like Captain Planet or something (laughs) or the Power Rangers or something maybe they can uh figure a way to get Duda out of the city but we'll see y'all y'all let me know what y'all think you can reach me at me tv reviews on Facebook and on Instagram you can also reach me at my tv reviews podcast without the s on the end at gmail.com y'all i love y'all okay i told y'all it was going to be a hiatus for a little second because i had a whole bunch of personal stuff happening okay um so i'm back i'm trying to get caught up so y'all will be getting some more things later on today um it's already like reviewed like noted okay so y'all will definitely be getting some more stuff today i love y'all please continue to share if you care Um, And as always, until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Okay, y'all, before I let y'all go, I just had to get back on here because I was listening to the playback. And Kick Push is not by Kick Cuddy. That is by Lupe Fiasco. Y'all, I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) Both of them are from Chicago. They are both really dope. So Lupe definitely did Kick Push. Um, and as I was singing it in my head, I was like, Lupe Fiasco. I was like, oh my gosh. Anyway, Kid Cudi, y'all, I got the Kick Push song mixed up with Day and Night, which is the like the Crookers remix. Y'all used to work at Forever 21 and they used to play that song. I love the remix more than like the, the original version of that song. So anyway, I just wanted to clarify that, y'all. Okay, I love y'all. Be safe. Bye.